You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Now, thank you very much indeed for tuning in uh, with us because for those of you who follow The 123 Show, you'll know we love chatting with local entrepreneurs here in Hong Kong and just knowing more about their businesses and also great businesses that have a great social mission uh, behind them, those who want to make a great difference. And today is no exception. Uh, This afternoon, we'll be chatting about sustainable fashion and hear all about And All, which is a local gender-neutral and sustainable fashion line and I'm really delighted to be chatting with the co-founders of And All, Christine Yu and also Kiros Shiraza. Welcome to the program Kiros and Christine. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for having us Noreen. We're so pleased to be here. The pleasure is mine. We are live on Facebook as well, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3, and we'd love for our listeners uh, to join us there as well and perhaps uh, join in the conversation. Uh, Christine, maybe I'll start with you first. Tell us a little bit more about Andall. What is it about? So Andall is a gender-free line of shirting made with respect for people and planet in timeless and modern prints. And where did this idea come from then? I love this question. Um, After I left my banking career um, some years ago now, I looked in my closet and all I had really in the closet were, you know, a bunch of uh, blazers, suits um, and, you know, frankly, garments. I just didn't really think I was ever going to wear again in my post uh, banking career as an entrepreneur and investor. And so I really started to pull shirts from Kyrus's closet. Uh, we are married, by the way. Um, <laughs> and not you know, just a random person's men- closet. Random <laughs> closet. So I, you know, I love wearing men's shirts, but you know, it didn't quite fit for my shape. So you know, I noticed few buttons. You know, wasn't getting enough coverage in certain bits, and there were some, you know, kind of areas that, you know, you know the collars were a little bit unwieldy. So it really kind of dawned on me that there was a real opportunity to to make a really um, wonderful kind of unisex shirt, um, but in a much more sustainable way. But there's also an overarching reason why we started this business. Did you uh, mind, we, Christine, taking your shirts? Is that why you started the business, to stop her from taking your clothes? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's the second reason. So actually, the <laughs> third reason then would be um, that the overarching reason is that we are socially impactful investors in the region. And as we scoured the region for interesting opportunities, we didn't quite see, at least in our opinion, the, the marriage of sustainability and commercial slash profit motive. And this is really our attempt in putting into place our idea of creating a sustainable business that is sustainable 360 degrees, not just from a product and service perspective, but also the way it's run. And not just for the short term, but also, or more importantly, for the long term. Um, Sustainability is everywhere these days. It's been for a couple of years now, and it's becoming more and more important in our daily conversations. But we haven't seen what happens to sustainability when the economy kind of goes sideways. And, you know, we've had the pandemic and all, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, the last couple of years since 2010 have been very, very, very successful economically for a lot of countries. So sustainability is easy. We want to see what it looks like when it's hard. So our brand is supposed to capture sustainability from A to Z. And that's really our mission statement. And we want to prove out our point that this is actually possible. 
And the truth is people want to support the environment. If you ask people if they prefer a shirt which is sort of made cheaply or a shirt that actually has a more a sustainable mission, chances are they're likely, well, mo- mo- hopefully they'll choose something that's good for the environment. And it's shocking to really, if you really look into the economy and if you look at um, the fashion industry, it's really, really a polluting industry. And we take it oh for granted from, from the production of, of each and every one of our shirts or jeans, the sourcing of the material, the production of it, and even washing it, you know, bits of microplastic gets filtered back into yeah. our oceans um, and it never gets broken down. Um, I understand that your shirts are made with um, lyocell fibers. Am I saying it right? Um, yes, you are. And um, what's so special about it? And I've been trying to read up about it. Um, and it's very eco-friendly. Tell us a little bit more about that, Christine. Sure. So we really wanted to choose a material. So we use a circular design process when we you know, when, we, when we're crafting the shirts. So that means really taking into account um, the, end of, the end of use of a garment just from the start. So that incorporates sort of, you know, what materials we choose. And when we were choosing materials, we really wanted to choose something that was a real counterpoint to, or, or the opposite of sort of conventional cotton production, farming and, 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 and production. So we chose um, tensile lyocell. So lyocell, in just generic lyocell, is a cellulose-based fiber. But what is special about the tensile-branded lyocell is really how it's processed. Um, so not only is it sourced from sort of sustainably managed um, eucalyptus uh, wood uh, eucalyptus wood sources um, that are FSC and PFC certified, but the process of converting the cellulose material into, you know, lyocell fibers um, uses solvents that are 99% recovered and continually reused in the entire production. So you don't get any leakage um, of any sort um, into waterways and it's constantly reused. So we, and it's 100% biodegradable, of course. Yeah. Um, I also read that, you know, that, that you use a water efficient printing technology. W- what does that mean? And, and what do you mean by it's water efficient? So our chosen technology is digital printing, which is very similar to what you probably have at home. You are inkjet, inkjet printer, which, you know, prints on paper. This is just printing on fabric and it's obviously much, much, much bigger Um the technology has been around for a while, and I think the adoption rate is increasing because it is so much more water efficient and better for the environment. So this is our chosen technology, and you know we're very happy with it because it goes very well with our print focus. Um, the alternative is screen printing, um, which is uh, much much more water intensive, yeah, and worse for the environment, obviously. Did you both previously have? Um, a background in fashion or sort of what sparked your interest in, in venturing this? No, we're, we're finance people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I strongly believe that nothing is rocket science except for rocket science. So, um, you know, we're, we're impact investors and we really, um, you know, looked at the sustainable fashion space um, and really looking at kind of, you know, from the technology side, from ag tech to fiber innovation to sort of any technology that means there's less clothing that will end up in landfill, we look at um, all the way to sustainable brands. And in this sort of, um, I guess, search 
um, for kind of quote unquote the perfect sustainable fashion company, um, we we really learned a lot about the process. Um, and so we we thought, you know, we, we think we can make something different. Um, and you know, maybe you could say, well, you're just making shirts, but actually there's so much that goes into making a shirt and building a brand. Um, and I think that it makes a huge difference that you know, we're coming at it from a different perspective. We're coming at it from, you know, kind of a very intersectional perspective. We're looking at it from the intention of creating impact, you know, making sure that we're using ethical labor throughout our supply chain, you know, circular design principles and how we design um, for the end of use of a garment. Um, so I think that Coming from this perspective, I think you end up with a different product and a different business. And that's really what we're hoping to, yeah. to do. And just picking up on what you said earlier regarding uh, the consumer and the consumer's desire to find better solutions. Um, our fear of change is that it can only be affected by the consumer. Only if the consumer is buying into it and is looking to make a change, we will actually see the apparel industry changing. And I think we've come to an inflection point, especially with the millennial and younger generation, which, which really cares about um, how the garment is actually built. They care about transparency. And we are satisfying that demand by providing a product that is sustainable, but also on, ent on an enterprise or on a company level is sustainable as well. So we're trying to mix those two concepts and, you know, have have this um, have this as a, as a as a means for consumers to get what they're looking for because consumers are looking for it. Yeah, well, good for you, Christine and Kiros, for you know finding a, a great mission and then acting on it, and and really providing a, a, a better solution for, for for many of us. Um, and uh, Venita on the Facebook page. By the way, we are live on Facebook as well. You'll be able to hear and see Christine and also Kiros there. Um, do join us, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio Three is the page to go to. Uh, Venita says absolutely. A documentary I watched called The True Cost of Fashion served as an eye-opener to me about the practices in the fashion industry and um, also adds, yay, that's totally up my alley. I'm an ex-banker and I started a sustainable handbag brand here in Hong Kong eight months ago. Nothing is rocket science. Thank you very much, uh, Vanita. Exactly. Excellent. Well, maybe you can, can join forces and, and name it, I don't know, bankers who, who give a shirt <laughs> or something. I can't swear, but <laughs> on air, but some, something like that. Thank you. Maybe Vanita, I'll have to get you on to talk about your sustainable handbag brand. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the challenges and the things that you've learned along the way. I find it so fascinating that this is totally not something that you've known previously and that both of you are able to sort of put your heads together and start something from ground zero. Um, <laughs> and it's not easy, you know, we're interviewing you now about the great shirts that you've made, the sustainable, you know, um, uh, gender-free shirts, but take us back to the beginning of sort of learning the ropes um, and starting um, a, a fashion line, essentially. Christine? You know, I think we, we really went through such a journey, you know, the, from, from building our supply chain. Um, I think initially we faced the challenges of, you know, we wanted to be a responsible producer. You know, for us, responsible production UN SDG 12, um, and mindful consumption go hand in hand. And so 
when we were sourcing initially, we were going to these, you know, factories that, you know, had ginormous MOQs, uh, minimum order quantities of, of fabric um, or printing or just pieces. Um, you know, and we didn't think that was really part of the equation to be a responsible producer. So I think it really took us a while to kind of search the world um, and find um, the right partners, um, you know, that we now work with. And, you know, I think we, we chose to intentionally produce in Portugal um, because, you know, it's it's a it's a much more sort of artisan kind of focus um, on, you know, crafting a product. Um, it's not, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of, of pieces. It's it's really, you know, a realistic, I guess, amount that you're able to produce so that you can also ensure that there is a market for what you produce rather than, you know, end up discounting and things end up in landfill. So I think that was certainly kind of one challenge that, that we faced. Yeah, I think being a new brand like you said rock it's not rocket science but it takes a while to figure out that it's not rocket science so until then <laughs> it is rocket science right, to some right, degree <laughs> and and when you're a small guy really showing up at these factories it is really difficult to be taken serious um moqs minimum order quantities are an issue but also getting the transparency on on on, on, the, on the process is very difficult at times because you don't get the attention from these big suppliers. So we really had to look for small ones that are willing to work with us and that tick all the boxes. And I would say that is the biggest challenge um, in our journey so far. And now that we have a platform, it is much easier to use our playbook um, for other products even, or yeah. for other you know countries where we want to manufacture. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of quickly add to that, Noreen, quality, you know, high, high quality was really always a focus for us. So, you know, it wasn't just any old kind of supplier. Um, but in addition to quality, you know, we were making small changes and small innovations actually throughout the process. You know, we're making a gender free shirt. Not that many suppliers do that. Not that many manufacturers do that. Right. Um, you know, in fact, even our our fabric is is. Uh, it's an Oxford weave, in, but it's made in, in tensile, which, you know, Oxfords are normally made in cotton. Um, so we, we it was a, it's a special fabric. It's a very unique fabric. Um, and we really had to seek out kind of, you know, the right mill, the right production partner. Um, for example, also, we didn't want to have to ship in, um, you know, packaging, sustainable packaging and increase our carbon footprint. So we actually had to, you know, work with the factory and say, look, we'd love to just see what can you make for us um, from your second quality fabric. And so we actually came up with an awesome solution for um, our shirt packaging, which is a reusable cloth shirt bag made from the factory's second quality um, fabric using the string then uses our, our fabric scraps. Yeah. So it's really kind of small innovations across the process and you really need to find a partner who'll be willing to go there with you. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, it's a business and, and you're there to, to, to make money, but how do you keep that at the, in the back burner, but also keep a focus on sustainability and, and, you know, keep that as your main mission? I think shining a light on the entire process is important. Being transparent as much as possible is really the key. Uh, when consumers um, see exactly what goes into your garment, you can't just change it the next day and, you know, 
use polyester. We actually polyester free. Even the smallest details are free of polyester. So it's a monomaterial shirt made from lyocell, as we talked about. And there's just no turning back. If we all of a sudden said, okay, we're using polyester, I think our consumers or, or our customers would be would be really upset. So always keep transparency um, at the forefront and don't compromise on our sustainability principles because it's really easy to just use a little bit of polyester because eco-friendly only means 90 or 95%. So you have that margin that you could play with that a lot of the people just don't even focus on. But we don't want to do that. We want to say from the get-go, okay, this is 100% polyester-free. This is 100% lyocell. And thread, it's not going to change. Including thread. Including the thread. To, we wanted to clarify that. Right. When we mean mono material, we mean the whole thing down to the thread we use. I mean, you know, this is another fact in fashion. You know, you can be an eco-friendly brand and you can have an eco shirt, um, but you never have to talk about the thread that you use. And in the industry, most people use a polyester thread. But I we, didn't know that. again, this is one of the small thing. Well, it was a big thing for us, but, you know, we said we really wanted to have a 100, a truly 100 percent um, lifestyle shirt. And we I'm, I'm amazed we did it, but we did it. <laughs> That's so interesting. To, uh, of course, uh, I suppose even things that say it's 100% silk, even maybe the threads are made with polyester rather than than silk itself. Maybe it's time. Thank you for, for educating us. I didn't know about that. Um, finally, Christine and, and Kiros, I, I want to talk about the consumer's mindset. And, you know, it, it's so easy to buy things from the internet, online shopping, uh, fast fashion in particular. It's so cheap. It's easily available. Um, how do you sort of shift people's mindsets of, you know, um, I remember my granddad would always used to say, you know, don't buy 10 cheap items, buy one expensive item. But, you know, how do you shift people's mindsets? Because people um, like a bargain. <laughs> people like cheaper things. How do you shift that mindset? I think, you know, we're all about giving the consumer a really high quality product, you know, at a price point that is not inexpensive, but it means that you have a garment that has timeless appeal that you'll always be able to wear day in and day out, that you will be able to style in so many different ways. So I think all the products, I mean, the shirts that we, that we make and that we will make in the future, they're all going to be with this mindset, something that is going to give you the best bang for your buck because you'll always love it, you'll always wear it, and it's made ethically and sustainably. So, you know, the short answer to your question, we think it's about giving the consumer um, a good choice that is something that is ethically sourced, that's ethically made with sustainability at the forefront. Excellent. Well, Christine and Kiros, it's been such a pleasure chatting and meeting uh, with both of you this afternoon. Remind our listeners once again, how can we follow you? Um, have you got a website and are you on social media? Absolutely. So our website is uh, weareandall.com and on Instagram, it's weareandall. So thank you so much, Noreen, for having us. It's been such a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you very much. And we were chatting uh, with Christine Yu and also Kiros Shiraza uh, this afternoon, the co-founders of And All. Thank you very much indeed for joining us this afternoon.